You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 85. Today, we're talking about time management and specifically how you can potentially save hours of time working on your food blog by conducting a time tracking experiment. This is one of the things that I love to do often when I really just need to reset and look at where my time is going and make sure that I'm making the most of the limited work time that I have. So keep listening to hear how a time tracking experiment could help you and your food blog. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome back, food bloggers, to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me today, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic of time management. Now, this was a question that I originally got in the Ask Me Anything episode that aired last week, and it really just made me start to think about what types of time management tips that I have had to really adopt in my business since really pivoting and focusing more on web design than when I was doing more of split time between my food blog and my website business. And it's really interesting because I think there's a really big difference in the way that I tackle time management and really making the most of my time when it comes to my client work than when I was working on my food blog. And I think there's hopefully some things that you will take away from this episode. This is a question that I've actually received from clients in the past of really just digging in and figuring out how do I manage my time? How do I get more time to work on my blog? And so I'm just really excited to share some wisdom and just share what's worked for me in the past with managing my time and being able to do a lot with very few hours of work time. Now, if you are new to the podcast, or maybe this is only your first or second episode that you're listening to, welcome to the show, and I'm so glad that you are here. My name is Madison Wetherill, and I am the host of this podcast, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. Over there, we specialize in building custom websites for food bloggers who are really looking to take their business to that next level. And our clients are often very well established in the food blogging industry, and they've been in that industry for five to 10 years. They usually have hundreds of blog posts in their archives and they're monetized through ads. And so when clients come to us looking for a custom website, they're really looking to figure out how they can get more of their content out, how they can really be attracting and connecting with their ideal audience through their website, and ultimately that they are being able to showcase a beautiful and functional website that is also one that will make their readers and Google happy. And that is something that I really love to partner with our clients on because it really is something that I'm passionate about, making sure that you don't have to choose between something that looks good, is good for SEO, or is good for your audience, that you can really have all of those things when you really attack the web design process with strategy in mind. And that is just something that I have really loved to be able to do with our clients, especially in the last year as we've really refined our process and who it is that we work with. So if that is you or you're ever interested in learning more about how we work with clients, you can always head over to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to see the different offers that we have, the different ways that we can partner with you and just to see if it is a good fit. So like I said, today we are talking about time management. Now, I feel like this is particularly a struggle for food bloggers for a few reasons. 
And I say all of this having been a food blogger for many years and having really struggled with time management in that season of my business. And so I say all of this with grace and with love behind it because I have totally been there. But really the core reasons why I feel like this is a struggle in particular for food bloggers is first that there is just really this culture behind food blogging to hustle, to create more content, and really just to generally do more. And so I think this mentality actually causes us to overall be less efficient with our time. And that is really a topic for maybe another day, but I think that's the primary reason why time management is such a struggle for food bloggers. And the second is really that food bloggers are generally very creative people. And as someone who is also creative, my brain does not really like structure as much as I probably need it to. And it's really something that I've had to work on over time. So whether you are a really structured person or you really like to keep your schedule loose, today we're going to talk about one way that you can really save a ton of time and also gain incredible insights into where you might be losing time. The caveat to this is also that this is a great way to figure out what to outsource next in your business. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. So I have a few episodes planned for kind of this larger topic of time management. When I started to outline this episode, there was really quite a few topics that I could have gone into in this one episode. And I decided to break it up to make these a little bit shorter and to hopefully give you like a very clear action step after you listen to this episode. So this will be the first and the rest of them will come kind of over time. When we have these episodes, you'll see them listed as time management for food bloggers and then whatever the subtopic is that we're talking about as you scroll back in your podcast app. So let's start with really diving into what time tracking is. Maybe this is a totally foreign concept to you, but time tracking really is just being able to track your time over a period of a few days or a few weeks, depending on what it is that you're tracking, and really being able to use that as data for figuring out other things in the future. And we'll get to how we're going to analyze this in a few minutes. But when you're thinking about time tracking, think of it like a food journal or a food diary if you've ever used that. Think of it as just a way for you to capture what is happening on a day-to-day basis as you are working on your business. Now, I think it's actually really beneficial to do time tracking for your personal life and your business life, if you will. And that's for a couple of reasons. You may not be wasting time as often when you're working on your business as maybe you are in your personal life. And I think if you are someone who feels like you don't have enough time, which let's be honest, that's most of us, we all generally feel like we don't have enough time for whatever it is that we want to spend our time on, then this can be a really great way to figure out where you're losing time. So with time tracking, what you want to do is pick an amount of time that you're going to do it for and then pick how you're going to do it. And I'll talk about those things in a few minutes as well. But really what you're trying to do is just get a realistic picture of where your time is going. And it's really easy to kind of guesstimate how long things might be taking you or what you might have been working on. But when you really focus on tracking your time and being really diligent about that, it's going to be a much clearer picture of what is actually going on than what you might remember or what you might estimate you're spending on certain parts of your business. Now, when you want to start this time tracking experiment, how long should you track your time for? This is really going to depend on a lot of different things. Mainly, it's going to depend on how often you are actually working on your blog. If you work on your blog every single day in some capacity, then you might be able to get through this in just a few days. But if you only work on your blog a couple of times a week or a couple of times a month, then you may decide to do this longer so you can get a really good picture of what it is you're spending your time on. It also could depend on how often your days feel really random versus really routine and you kind of do the same type of activities for your business every time that you sit down to work. 
because you really want to make sure that this is a full picture because as we get into actually analyzing the results, you're going to want to have enough data to really be able to look at and not have it be something where it just feels like there's pieces missing to it. So in general, I would say you probably want to have this time tracking done for two to three days, maybe up to five days that you are working on your business. Now, for a lot of you, you might not have sort of this really clear cut picture of when you clock in and clock out from actually working on your business. You may have things that you do, you know, while you're with your kids or on the weekends, maybe you're testing recipes or things like that. And so it's going to be really important to pick a method of tracking that's going to work for all of those different scenarios. And you might find that it's easier for you to just track all of your time for a few days, not just business time versus personal. If you are someone who kind of feels like the lines blur between business and personal very often. So before you really get started on this experiment, pick how long you're going to do it for. And like I said, recommend anywhere between two and five days, just depending on really how much data you want and also how realistic it is that you can be consistent and accurate with tracking this for a few days at a time. So if you are not someone who's going to be able to stick to that very well, then I would do a shorter amount of time, but just know that there's going to be some um, leeway there as you look at your results. So as you get started on actually tracking what it is that you're doing, I want you to be really specific when you write things down. And this is really important to be super honest about what it is you're actually doing. So if you go on Instagram and you're going to post something and then you end up scrolling for 20 minutes, it's really important for you to put both of those things down because... Those are two very different things. Actually posting something on Instagram versus just scrolling are two different things and we wanna make sure that we know that difference. Or for example, if you spend 30 minutes but only five minutes that was posting, well now you know that you only really need five minutes to post on Instagram. That other time doesn't have to happen right in that moment. And so again, it's just important to know what it is that you're doing. Another tip for tracking your time is really use this as accountability to stay focused. It's going to be really difficult for you to track if you are constantly switching tabs or constantly switching tasks. And so this is a great opportunity to practice really focusing in on that one task that you're doing so that it's easier for you to track. But if you do jump around a little bit, then just make sure that you write down kind of how you jumped around and what you were working on. I also find that when I'm time tracking, I tend to not be as spacey or kind of get as distracted because I know that I'm time tracking. And so generally when I do this experiment for a few days of time, which I've actually been doing the last couple of days um, already because it's just been something that I've been wanting to do again, I find that I'm less distracted, but I have to kind of know that when I'm analyzing my results because I know that it's not as accurate as it would be if I wasn't being as diligent and focused as I am as I'm conducting this experiment. So once you have a couple of days worth of data or you know you have enough where you really feel like you can start to analyze it, what we're gonna do to start analyzing our time is first I want you to categorize what it is that you were spending your time on. So for me, I have a couple of different categories that I kind of lump things into and I will share those with you Hopefully it will help you to kind of get some ideas and then I'll share some ideas that might be specific to you as a food blogger that would be helpful for you to kind of track. So for me, my categories end up looking like admin, which is things like email or other just miscellaneous things that I need to do, CEO time, design client work, marketing, podcast, and then team support. So those are kind of the main buckets for me. For you as a food blogger, some of your time categories might be things like social media, recipe development, photography, writing, creating videos, SEO, 
admin, like email and things like that, networking with brands and other types of business development type of tasks, and then finally CEO time. So CEO time meaning things that are more big picture, time that you're planning, you know, really scheduling things out for your ideal week. We'll talk about CEO time a little bit more in next week's episode, but just to get you thinking about kind of those higher level business tasks that you're doing, that would be a great category to be mindful of and to be filling with hopefully some time entries. So once you have all of your time logs categorized into these different buckets and feel free to create ones that are outside of that. Those are just kind of the ones that I thought of right away, but you may have different things that you're spending time on in your business, which is totally fine. Maybe you wanna track how long it takes you to wash the dishes after you do all of your recipe development for the day. After you categorize all of those results, you're going to look at how much time are you really spending in each of these categories. And when I get to the tools that you can use for this, this will be actually even easier to do with one of the tools that I'm gonna recommend using. But for now, you can kind of just get an idea, like am I spending more than 50% of my time doing things like admin work? Or am I spending 50% of my time creating content for social media? Or how often am I having to spend time on recipe development? Things like that. And then I really want you to start getting a real picture of where are you wasting time? Which categories seem like you're spending way too much time on them? I gave the example of social media creation. Maybe you're spending a ton of time creating content for Facebook when you don't get any traffic from Facebook. Things like that. You really wanna get clear on those time wasters or just items that seem like they're taking you longer than you should be taking or that they're just not a great use of your time because these are going to be the things that you start to think about what could you delegate or what could you eliminate? So I am really passionate about just delegating things in my business or just eliminating the things that are not making a difference in my business. And I've talked about this a few times on the podcast before, but this is a really great way for you to start getting a picture of those things that are wasting your time. And I know this is really hard because there's so many things that you feel like you should do as a food blogger, but at the stage that you are in, in your business, you know what's working and what's not. And it's one thing to be trying something new in your business and not knowing if that has a good ROI for you. But if you have been Again, with the example of Facebook, if you've had a Facebook account for years and years and you've never gotten any traffic from it or you've gotten, you know, less than 1% of your traffic from it, then maybe it's time to start really thinking about, is this a good use of my time? And so as you're looking at the different categories and how much time you are spending on those, I want you to just start thinking about Are there any of these areas that I could delegate to someone on my team? If you don't have team members, that's okay. This is a really great way for you to kind of know who that next hire is. So for example, if you are seeing that you spend six hours a week on dishes related to your blog, maybe you need to hire someone to help you with dishes on days that you are shooting recipes, or maybe you need to pay a teenage child to do that for you. There's a lot of different ways that this could go, but I just like for you to be thinking about this as you're reviewing these results, because I think when you're looking at this, if you can have the mindset of not all of this has to get done and not all of this has to get done by me, you're going to be much more likely to be able to find things to either get rid of off of your plate or to be able to delegate to someone in the future. And then another area of reflection and just kind of analyzing is when you look at this list, is there anything that you wish you had more time for? So maybe you're looking at it and seeing that your CEO time is like five minutes a week, or maybe it's an hour or two a week, but you wish you had more time for really thinking about that next level and next step for your business. Now that you know where your time is going, you can start to make changes to what it is that you're spending time on. Maybe next week you will look at what you spent on certain tasks in your business this week and start to block off certain times next week to spend on other things that you know you don't feel like you normally get to. Or maybe you see that 
your photography every week is really taking up a lot of your time. So you start thinking about batching that together in one week. So you have more time for keyword research or more time for social media promotion, whatever it is that you feel like is missing from these time logs, those are really great things to start planning now that you know how much time you're spending on these other parts of your business. So in terms of tools to do this and to make it easier for you, my favorite tool for time tracking is called Toggle and it's T-O-G-G-L. And this is a really great tool just for being able to have it right on your browser. But for those of you who are tracking you know, working on photography or working on baking a recipe in your kitchen, that might not be the best way to track this, or you might need to combine efforts and do when you're away from your computer, maybe you have just pen and paper, or you write it down on a notes app on your phone, and then you bring it back into toggle. The reason I like toggle so much is I can set up projects for all of those different categories I was talking about, and I can just select that project for that time entry. And then that will help me to run a really simple report that will show me an actual breakdown of the percentages of time. So if I had 15 hours of work for the week, it will show me that 20% of my time was spent on this type of task, 25% was on this, etc. And so that's a really great way to just at a glance have a good picture of that without having to do a ton of math or really a ton of work to get those numbers. So I really like Toggle. I also think you could just do pen and paper or your notes app on your phone. Really just lean into whatever your natural style would be for this. I've had friends in the past tell me that they like to do time tracking by like, every time they go get another cup of coffee or a glass of water, they'll just kind of reflect back on what did I do for the last two hours and they'll write it down. It probably just depends on how specific you want to get. If you need minute by minute information or you just want to reflect at the end of the day and think what was the order of events that I worked on and kind of how long did those things take me. I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that this is something I really love to do when I feel like I'm just overwhelmed with how much I have going on or I feel like I'm just not making the most of my time. So sometimes I'll have weeks where I just feel kind of scattered or kind of all over the place. And this is a really great way to kind of bring me back to center and really focus and really make sure that I'm using my time wisely. And I mentioned that I've been doing that this week, that I've been tracking my time and really being intentional about where my time is going. And I haven't been super surprised by anything that I've seen on those reports, but it has been just reassuring that I am spending my time where I need to spend my time. I don't have a lot of time entries of scrolling Pinterest or scrolling Instagram or even spending time on things that I know are my team's responsibilities, not mine. So it's just sometimes it can be reassuring to see those on paper and to know that you are managing your time well. But I think for a lot of you, the first time that you do this, it will probably just be more of a surprise of where your time is going. And I hope that there will be insights that you gain from this. And maybe there are things that you find are not taking you as long as you thought they were, or the opposite is true. And maybe that's an area where you could get some support and get some help. I will say that for friends of mine who are also past clients who have done this type of exercise and who have really gotten clear on where they want their time to be spent. And they've invested in other people to help them with different things on their business. They have seen such a huge return on investment from investing into people and really having more support on their team. And so I would just encourage you to have this be the first step to really getting clear on what it is that you need help with. Maybe you're finding that you are spending hours and hours a week tinkering with your website and trying to get it fixed up and trying to change things on your website that are just embedded with code that you can't change. And maybe this will be a good sign for you that it's time to start thinking about a new website. 
There are so many other things that this could also be insightful for, but that's one that comes to mind that I hear a lot from our clients who just feel like they're wasting so much energy and time on trying to fix their website and trying to put band-aids on top of something that really needs an overhaul and a true fix. So whatever it is that you're finding from these results, I hope that you will just take some time to reflect on them and really make a plan for how you're going to use this information to manage your time better and to be able to feel like you're spending your time where you want to be spending it. So your action step from today is to pick how long you're going to do your time tracking experiment for, figure out how you're going to do it, whether that's going to be pen and paper or using a tool like Toggle, and then just start doing it. You don't have to make a crazy plan for this. It can be something that you just start in an afternoon. It doesn't have to be a full day or anything like that. I would just encourage you to just try this. Get started on it tomorrow, today, whatever time you want, and just really see what comes out of this. I think it can be such an interesting experiment to do, and I hope that it will honestly give you so much insights about what is next for your business. I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode, so go over to Instagram and connect with me there. I'm over there at Grace and Vine. You can also always send us an email if that's the best way for you to connect with us, but I would love to hear what your insights were and what your next step is going to be after you do this time experiment. If you have any questions on this, feel free to reach out and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.